This is a shear on Likutei Sichos Chelik Yud Tes. We're starting a new book, and um, the Sicha of Devarim, the fourth Sicha. If a pasuk Hashem Likavei Seichem Yisef Alechem Kochem Elif Pamim on the pasuk which says last pasuk of um, of the first Aliyah. Says Hashem, the God of your fathers, Yosef Alechem Kochem Elif Piyomim, should add unto you a thousand times more. In other words, make you thousandfold, make you thousand more than you are. And he should bless you as he has spoken to you. So the Medrash says, Omale Yisrael, Omru Loi Yisrael. The Bnei Yisrael said to Moshe Rabbeinu, Rabbeinu Moshe, Hakadosh Baruch Hu Leinosan Kitzvah LeBiyucheisenu. Moshe Rabbeinu, Hashem didn't give a limit to our brachas. You gave us a very generous bracha. We should be thousandfold, but you gave a thousand times. Hashem didn't give a limit. So Moshe Rabbeinu answers, Moshe answered them, What I blessed you, I blessed you my own blessing. When Hashem will come, He will bless you like He has spoken to you. I.e., there's the Rebbe in brackets, a bracha that doesn't have any limitations. So it's well known the question. Since Hashem is, <laughs> what's happening here? Moshe Rabbeinu says, I'm giving you my blessing, which is a thousandfold. When Hashem comes, he's going to give you his blessing, which is unlimited. Since Hashem is going to give his blessing that doesn't have a limitation, what is added by the bracha of Moshe who adds... May you be added, may you increase a thousand times as much. It's all inclusive and it's even uh, um, negligible. It's, it's uh, nullified in, 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 in the infinity of Hashem. Hashem's going to bless without limitation. So what's a thousand compared to that? And it's even how much more so from the rule we have that inclusive within 200 is 100. So why are you going to talk about 100 if you're talking about 200? You don't have to say 200 and 100. If you say 200, 100 is included. Here, even more than that. When you say unlimited, 1,000 is certainly much less than that. It pales in insignificance compared to the unlimited blessing of Hashem. So why do we need the blessing of Meshach Rabbeinu of 1,000? So some of Hashem answer that the advantage, the addition of the Baruch of Meshach is in the fact that Moshe, Hashem's bracha is only when the Yidin deserve it, when they keep Torah mitzvahs. The bracha of Moshe is not dependent on any, it's not hinged on any tonight. Moshe Rabbeinu says, I give you a blessing, you should be a thousand times much. Hashem's blessing we find throughout the Torah. It says, if you listen, you get blessed. And this also, this answer fits with what the Gemara says. The Gemara has a Pasuk, a question. The Gemara in Yuma has a question on the Pasuk in Hoshea. Pasuk says, <laughs> The counting of the Bnei Yisrael, the number of the Bnei Yisrael will be like the sand of the sea. <laughs> the pasuk continues, Asher which cannot be measured, it cannot be counted. So the question is, the bracha is, your number should be like the sand of the sea, and then the end of the pasuk, that same pasuk is, which cannot be counted. How do you reconcile that? So the Gemara answers, it depends. When Yisrael, when the Jewish people do the will of Hashem, then they have the beyond. They cannot be counted. Here where it says that their number is like the sand, is when they're doing when they're not doing the will of Hashem. In other words, a bracha with certain limitations that can be counted, taka like the sand, but with a, with a certain count, that's even when the Bnei Sol aren't doing the will of Hashem. 
That's always there. That's, that's without any um, stipulations. But the bracha of Hashem that comes in the unlimited way, that is only applicable when B'nai Yisrael are doing the wish of Hashem. Or, to say it in another way, the bracha of Meishah is now. The bracha of Hashem is, will be in the future. Um, as the Medrash says, this fits with what it says in the Medrash, that Ba'ilam Hazah in this world, they have a number. In the future, B'nai Yisrael are like the sand which don't have a number. Just, by the way, I don't see this mentioned, um, but the Lushan of the Medrash that we quoted, when Hashem will come, He will bless you. I'm wondering just here out loud, why the Rebbe doesn't say that that also fits this concept that says when Hashem will come isn't that a reference to La'asid Lavi? it's just a, a question if somebody listening to the Shia has an answer please let me know however says the Rebbe this gang this, this Mahalach this, this um, way of, of, of reconciling the number or is there no number saying that one is unstipulated the bracha of, of a thousand, the bracha of, with certain limits, it doesn't matter what they do, that bracha is there. The bracha of unlimited bracha, that comes only when they listen to Hashem. Or, currently we have the limited bracha, when Mashiach comes, we'll have the unlimited bracha. So in other words, talking about two situations or two times, but they're not concurrent. So, ask the Rebbe, from the Lashen, the Lashen of the Medrash, language of the Medrash in our Parsha, it is clear, it's mashma, we can infer that the difference between the two brachas is only in the fact that one is mine, says Moshe Rabbeinu, and the other is Hashem's. But it seems that the both brachas are concurrent in the same time. In other words, also where and when there is Hashem's bracha of unlimited capacity, there is also an advantage, and also Moshe Rabbeinu says, I'm still giving my bracha as well, which has a certain limit. More than that, it's not just mashma, it's not just uh, it's an inference, it's also imperative to say so in the way Rashi brings down this message. Rashi says, brings the message without adding additional explanation. And from that we understand actually that this is also the simple reading of the Pasuk. And there he doesn't speak about two different times. He just says that uh, there's two brachas concurrently. Moshe says, this is mine and Hashem. Hashem's bracha is... Um, is going to be, uh, is the unlimited one. This also actually fits with a simple reading of the verse of the Pasuk in Hoshea. Because it says the Mispar of Bnei Yisrael will be a Mispar that you can't count. In other Pshat is, you're not talking about two different times. But at the same time when we talk about the counting of the Bnei Yisrael, that there is some number, that it, number itself is a number that can't be counted. There's already the Bracha that it's not countable. So how does countable and non-countable coexist? What is countable possibly contribute to the enormity and the unlimitedness of something that's not countable. Base. We have a similar concept and question within the limited bracha of Moshe Rabbeinu. Right? This bracha that we said um, that Moshe Rabbeinu still gives the bracha although it seems to pale in comparison with Hashem's bracha. The same concept we find in the bracha of Moshe Rabbeinu, a similar concept. So the bracha of Moshe Rabbeinu goes like this, Yosef Aleichem Kachem, Hashem should add upon you a thousand times. So that language, Yosef, which is not the standard language for brachas, why does it say Hashem should add to you? 
Because Moshe Rabbeinu is invoking a concept that Hashem should bring you a blessing in a way that, that Hashem's blessing. How does Hashem's blessing work? With Hashem's blessing, the addition, Hashem's blessing comes with the main blessing, and then Hashem's blessing always has, pulls with an additional blessing. Not just limited to the actual blessing, there's a teisvus. And that addition to the blessing of Hashem is Yaseir Aminaika is even more than the actual blessing. And the Medrash brings a few examples for this. Now, we have to understand, what did we just say? We talked about the addition to the blessing being more than the actual blessing. So, <laughs> let's just talk simple language. If you have, uh, the blessing is 50 and the addition to the blessing is 100, so which is the, why is the, 50, why is the 100 addition and the 50 uh, the main? I would say the 100 is the main, the 50 is addition, right? Why, how does that retain the ikr? How does that maintain the status to be the ikr, to be the main thing? If the addition is even more than the main thing? I mean, it would seem, if the addition, if the ikr bracha is less than the tasteless, then the, 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 the main blessing would be a tuffle, would be secondary to the, to the addition, which is much more. So for this itself is a proof that even though we're talking about Hashem's bracha, and we say that the addition of Hashem's bracha is more than the actual substance of the bracha, but there's still, that ikr still maintains its status as ikr. It still is standing and has a validity, has an importance as being the main bracha, even though the addition is more. So this is a similar concept to the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu's bracha remains standing even in the presence of Hashem's that's unlimited. There's still something about Moshe Rabbeinu's bracha that has added value. Same as the Iker bracha that still has added value even on the Teisvis, which is more. Gimel. So we'll understand this by first giving an additional explanation in the Maimer Chazal and what the sages explained. Remember we said there is a number, not a number. We said, Khan, where does it say they can't be Counter that's Bismanchi Sol, when the Bene Sol do are fulfilling the will of Hashem. Khan, where here, where it says Mispur, it says a number. when the Sol are not doing the wish of Hashem. So let's further elucidate this, says Nebra. A bracha in general comes, where does bracha comes? It comes and it is elicited, it's drawn down to the world through the Aveda of the Eden, through the service that the Jews do. So from this we understand that also the limited bracha. Of a whole Yomisparbinesol, that the number of the Bnei Yisrael will be fantastic. It's going to be like the sand, so it's a big number. Like Moshe Rabbeinu's bracha, who was limited, but it was also a fantastic bracha. It said it should be, you should be a thousand times more. By the way, a thousand is like a, a full number. It's ten times ten times ten. It's not just a thousand. It's, it's, it shows on a fullness of blessing. So even that, with its limitations... It's dependent on the Avedas of Bnei Yisrael. It's not that they haven't done anything. They're just getting it, uh, it's just coming uh, totally uninvited. No, it's, 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 every bracha is dependent on what we do to elicit it from here. However, it's the Aveda that is not called Oysim Ritzayin Shemakim. There's a lacking here, there's a wholesomeness lacking. And that's why it's called when they didn't do the wish of Hashem fully. And we have an example for this, an analogy for this, like Cain. Cain brought, he did bring a gift to Hashem. I mean, with, with all the disparagingness that we seem to attribute to Cain, Cain and Hevel, right? That he brought a lousy carbon. He brought a carbon, not just that, he was the first guy to bring a carbon. Later we say Hevel also brought. Hevel's was an addition to Cain. However, Cain didn't bring the finest carbon. He brought Minagarua from inferior quality. So, 
he did, but he did it in a in a in a, in a limited way, in a, in a in a lacking way. Similarly, here the Rebbe says, however. Uh, Similarly, however, although obviously it's much higher than the carbon of Kaya, I'm not saying that all incomplete Aveda is of inferior quality like Kayan, who clearly we're holding him to task that he brought something inferior. But even when something is done, you know, at a, at a, at a presentable way by us, by the Nivroim, by the created beings below, every Aveda has its limitations. Because it's in a certain limitation. So what is, it's, so it's called, you're not really doing the ratzin of Hashem. You're not fully fulfilling Hashem's ratzin because, um, therefore, because it has its limitation and it's lacking and its boundaries, therefore it can't draw down. It's not oisin. Oisin at Tzayin means, here's where you do the wish of Hashem. Literally means you fulfill the wish of Hashem. But oisin also means to make the will of Hashem. To make the will of Hashem. The will, ratzin, is higher than boundaries. Chachma is the first place we talk about as, as Hishtalshlus, as the first place of, of limited capacity, limited revelation. Rotzen is considered a makif. It's considered higher than Gvul. So to make, that's how Hasidus teaches, to make Hashem's Rotzen, in other words, to draw down Hashem's Rotzen down here, we have to do something that's beyond limitation. So any Aveda that we do that's within limitation is called Ein Eisim It's an Aveda that doesn't make draw down here, the Ratzin of Hashem down below. So, we can be serving Hashem, but it's within limitations, within, because we're creations of finite magnitude, so our Aveda is with Hagbalah. So the concept of, um, the, the, in, you know, the, so Mispar, that's the standard Aveda we do. What's Loyim Advalei suffer? The Aveda of beyond count, that's a higher Aveda, a higher level. So the Al-Tarebbe explains that Avedas Hashem, in its even a complete sense, is mispar. That's something that's within a certain limitation, a certain count. That is like fulfilling fully the 613 mitzvahs. You can't add to it, you can't detract from it. And every mitzvah also has its parameters, its exactness. You have to do it this way, not that way. All these things are limited Avedas. And that doesn't yet reach Ratzon of Hashem in, in, this, in the context of what we're saying here. That's still considered a number. As in the Gemara says, we're talking about when the Bnei Yisrael are called numbered, that's when they're not doing the Ratzin of Hashem. In other words, they're doing an Aveda that's limited, and therefore they're not creating and drawing down the Ratzin of Hashem. What? So, so one second, how do we reach an Aveda? How do we reach higher than number? When we do Teshuva, that is an Aveda that is higher than Ishtalshlus. That's an, Ava- an Aveda that is higher than the, the chain of Ishtalshlus and higher than limitation. Okay? So we have two Avedas. We have Aveda of Taino um, Mitzvahs generally and Aveda of Tshuva. You know, Tshuva is a jump. Tshuva is, 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 is something that's uh, considered higher than well, the person based on his own behavior was doing the wrong thing. Tshuva means going out of his natural state of being and reaching higher, reaching deeper. So therefore, it also reaches a place of higher than number above. It's called Eisim Tzachimachim, makes the Ratzin of Hashem. Dalit. As we spoke earlier, so the Pashat, the simple meaning, that the count of the Bnei Yisrael, which cannot be counted, is that it's not two separate things, but the count itself, the number itself, is in a way that it can't be counted. 
So now we'll understand also when we're talking about the Avedis Hashem, there's also this concept. We have the Indian of Misbar, counting, doing mitzvahs in the wholesome way, but still they're just the 630 mitzvahs with their definitive limitations. But that's also at the same time connected with the advantage and the uh, higher level of lo suffer of what cannot be counted. In other words, even though mitzvahs by definition are create are connected with a number and with a certain definitive limitation, through that we also can draw down As we said, the number and the higher the number are two parts. Through doing the mitzvahs, we can draw down higher. We can draw down the rotsna alien. How is that? How is that? In the square brackets here, before we get to talk about how is that, is the only difference between the two types of Aveda is that in mitzvahs, or we just said before that mitzvahs are called a number. You don't draw higher than Gavul. No, with mitzvahs, the believal is not drawn down openly, in the gilu, in a revealed way. Because the, the, the tangible Aveda you're doing with mitzvahs is not something that's higher than limitation. It's within the parameters of limitations of mitzvahs. Avedis HaTshuva, which openly, the feeling of the person who's doing Teshuva is an Aveda that's beyond his capacity. In other words, he's leaving behind his persona, because his persona was no good. He's jumping deeper and higher than himself. There's, he feels that he's leaving, he's, he's going out of himself. So that's why there, the Gilui, the revealed Ur that's brought down is the Ur of Lo Yimad that's not counted. But really, in reality, all mitzvahs are why the same Pasuk says that the Mispar, the count of the Bnei Sol, cannot be counted is because even that thing that's done in a way of, of limitation, that, that counted thing, those 630 mitzvahs are also drawing down that cannot be counted. How is that? The Rebbe continues, the beer in them, the explanation is, mitzvahs are the will of Hashem. And just like in the, just like Hashem is unlimited, so also his and his will, is also unlimited. And that's why through doing mitzvahs, what's drawn down is Hashem's will, that is belikvul, that is unlimited and cannot be counted. All mitzvahs. But we just spent the whole paragraph saying mitzvahs have a limitation, a definite definition limitation in number 613, they have their all details. In reality, they're all the wish of Hashem. The wish of Hashem is higher than limitation. Ah, the fact, however, that mitzvahs are, are in a particular limited fashion, they're, they're measured and they're uh, limited to certain criteria. That's not something that's imposed upon it from the outside. It's not something that's superimposed on God's light that's coming down through mitzvahs. It's Hashem Himself saying, I want my unlimitedness to be measured and to come down in the limitations of the world. In other words, my ratzen ha'ein seifi, Hashem says. The will of Hashem that's unlimited should be drawn down only when certain activities, definitive activities, limited definitive activities are done. And more than that, the light that's drawn down should in a revealed way be that the um, that the pu'ula that the action that was done should be able to be a receptacle to the energy that's being drawn down. Because, because otherwise it's not going to be um, um, 
assimilated within within the, the lower within the world, the people in the world that are doing this thing. If it's going to come down in an unlimited way, it's just going to shatter. It's not going to be able to be absorbed. So Hashem wants it to be elicited to His rots and His unlimited light to be elicited by doing definitive and limited actions, and that those actions should be a carrier for the light that comes down through their actions. Now, since this is not something superimposed from outside, it's not a limitation imposed upon Hashem, it's that Hashem has Himself created a self-limitation. The language of Chassidus calls it medida v'hagbala atzmitz, a, 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 a self-measuring and limitation. So that's not a hagbala, that's not some kind of a limitation on Hashem. We know Hashem is unlimited. But Hashem can choose to become revealed and drawn down in a limited way. That's his choice. And on the other hand, he chooses to do this because in order that the world, he creates the world and he wants the world to be a limited, finite being. And he wants the world to be able to benefit and to be able to have Hashem's light. A limited world can't take Hashem's light in a way of unlimited way, oblique It'll become shattered, become bottled, just become nullified. Hashem wants Teda Mitzvahs to be part and parcel, to change the reality of the world. So that's why, since the world is created in a limited way, He creates Mitzvahs to also be in a limited way so they can draw down light that should be able to impact the world, not just blow away the world. Think, uh, think an energy source that, <laughs> if you plug in, Plug in your computer to, you know, the, the, be the, the mega energy source, just going to blow it away. It has to be brought down to certain wattage, to certain voltage. But because Hashem chooses to do that, it's Hashem doing that. So it's not a, it's not a limitation on Hashem. Hashem can choose to, to limit Himself to come down in certain p- p- packets, so to speak, of energy. And that's what is meant by Bahoyon Mispar. Let's read the Pasik now. The count of the Bnei Yisrael will be uncountable. There's a count. There is a definitive and a limited count of mitzvahs, and mitzvahs have to be done a particular way. But they themselves are in a way that they can't be counted, because deep down, they're really just an expression, self-imposed, so to speak, uh, camouflage on Hashem's unlimited light. Hey, we have to understand, since the tachlis of the mitzvahs is to be mamshich, the key. Ultimately, the tachlis, the purpose of the mitzvahs is to draw down godly light that doesn't have any limitation. So why did Hashem do it this way? Why did Hashem make it that the mitzvahs are fulfilled in a world that's not able to absorb that light that we're trying to draw down? And therefore there has to be these machinations, these medidas, these limitations in the mitzvahs in order to create a, a, a bite-sized energy, so to speak, to make a, 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 a way that the of, of the unlimited light to be palatable to come in a limited world. So here's the explanation. The fact that the mitzvahs are given down below and in a limited way, it's not that they have to. It's not because they have to get drawn down below. And what should we do? The uh, capacity of the lowly worlds are ones of limitation. And it would be impossible to draw down the unlimited light of Hashem unless you channel and self-limit the, the mitzvahs to certain limitations. That's not the reason. The reason is because the absolute 
highest the greatest advantage is not when you have unlimitedness that's just roaming free, so to speak. It's just unlimited. The greater achievement is when you connect the connection of limited and unlimited. When you're able to transform that what was numbered should be able to ascend and become, have the advantage of being unnumbered, being beyond limitation. Why? Because when you connect the limited and the unlimited, the finite and the infinite, the world and Hashem, what's being expressed here is the essence of Hashem. Because in order to connect these two things, you have to be higher than limitation and non-limitation. And that's why it can only be through Atzmos Sof, through the choice of Atzmos, of the essence of Hashem choosing to limit Himself. Because if you come and speak about the level of revelation, Eiris and Giluim, which are unlimited, they can't coexist with limitation. They're two separate things. <laughs> it's unlimited. Go speak. Let Mr. Limited go speak to Mr. Unlimited. They can't talk to each other. They, they, they speak a different language. There's no one home. Unlimited says, I, I can't be limited. Limited says, I can't, I'm, I'm shot away. If you, if you, if you shine on me in your unlimited way, I'm blown away. How could you connect the two? Only from what's higher than the two. Atmos. And this is similar to the concept of We know that, uh, especially it's good to talk about it now in the time of the uh, leading up to Tisha B'Av. The Apitayra, uh, the um, Oren, the Holy Ark, that contained the Luchas, had to be two and a half Amis length. Right? And it was positioned in the Kedesh HaKadoshim. Now we know the Kedesh HaKadoshim had to be, take the Mishkan's dimensions, had to be uh, 20 Amis width. So if that was the case, sorry, I didn't look up the dimensions. I hope I'm getting them right. But let's just say 20 Amas. So that was the case. So from the partition between the Kodesh and the external wall of the Kodesh HaKadosh, this should be 20 Amas. If you measure from wall to wall, you get 20 Amas. However, in the middle, there's an Oren. If you measure, the orange is two and a half Amas. So if you measure from the wall to the Oren, you should find... 20 Amis minus 2.5 divided by 2. Right? Rather, you found 10 Amis from the wall to the Oren. And from the other wall to the Oren, 20 Amis, which means the Oren didn't take space. But if you measured the Oren, you got 2.5. It means the Oren did take space. And so the Rebbe explains that the, 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 the blessing elsewhere, the Rebbe explains at great length, it would be one thing if the Oren just didn't take any space. There was space that didn't take space. In other words, space was blown away. The, limit, the Oren just... It's kind of is invisible. That would be okay. But it's not that. It's that the Oren, if you measure it, it is firmly here. It has to be here. Because it's a mitzvah. You need the Oren to be physical dimension. On the other hand, when, but you also need the space of the Kodesh HaKadosh to be the physical dimension it needs to be. So how can it be that you're measuring from wall to wall, you get 20. If you're measuring from wall to Oren, and from Oren to wall, you also get 20. And yet if you measure the Oren, you have two and a half. It's space and non-space in coexistence. That's a much bigger miracle. To have no space, but to have only space, two separate realms, okay. But to have these two things and they're coexisting, that can only come because of the Atmos. can only come because Hashem is higher than them both. And that's why the bracha of Moshe is not bottle, even when Hashem benches the Eden with a bracha that has no limitation. Because the tachl, sakavane is that limitation shouldn't be canceled out. On the contrary, there should be the connection between limit, limitation and unlimited, between vul and bleevul. And that's why 
the bracha of Moshe Rabbeinu, which is Yosef Hashem Aleichem Kachem Elifam, Hashem he says, may Hashem add to you a thousand times more. That what the what that bracha is is that the creation and the limitation should be in its full bloom. It should be in a in a number of a thousand, as we said. You know, a thousand is a, is a, is a number. That's that's a big number. It's a complete number. And then when Hashem comes. In that itself, in the thousand itself, in that fullness of wholesomeness, of limitation, at full bloom, should be the Baruch of Hashem that has no limitation. It becomes, the fullness of creation becomes enveloped, not enveloped, becomes imbued and takes on the dimensions of higher, of ribuy, of an addition that has no limitation. But it doesn't blow away the limitation. Limitation is there. And it's higher than limitation. That can only come from Hashem's atzmas. Vav. With this we can explain something that the Friedrich Rebbe said about his father. His father used to say many times in the Lashon HaMedish, we know that the concept that Hasidus Chabad spends so much time on the the, 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 the cardinal concept of Nisava Kadish Baruch Aliyah's Leidir Betachterim, it's a Medrash in Tanchuma, in Pashas Nasei, that Hashem desired to have a Dir Betachterim, a dwelling place in the lower worlds. The Rebbe Rashab would frequently add Nisava Kadish Baruch Aliyah's Loyis Borech, that Hashem desired, desired to have for him, may he be blessed, a Dir Betachterim. So we have to understand. Taka, when you mention Hashem's name, you want to say a Bracha, his Borech, may be blessed. But we don't find that when repeating words of Chazal, a Lashon of Amayim Chazal, it's a Medrash, where the Ebishter's name is mentioned, and it doesn't say Yisborech in there, that the Rabbeim should add the word, may he be blessed, Yisborech. So we must say that there's a special connection, Dafke here, that the feeling that the Rebbe Hashem would add Yisborech, that Nisavak Yisborech, the fact that Hashem desired to have a Dira B'tachtenim, there's, there's the insert here of Yisborech adds some kind of dimension to this Topic, particularly. It's not just because Hashem's name was mentioned. Because we don't find elsewhere where in a Maimir Chazal he mentions Hashem's name that he would insert his body. So we say the explanation is, is in this says that is the concept of Dirbatachtenim contains both things. It's a dira, it means it's a dwelling place. What does it mean a dwelling place? It means that the essence of Hashem is expressed there. What, what does it mean when somebody lives somewhere? If somebody lives, it means he lives there in his, in his full essence. He doesn't need to, uh, when you leave your house, you need to create a certain persona, create a certain air about you, put on clothing, present yourself to the outside. A person expresses himself as he is in his home. That's what it means, dira. On the other hand, if Hashem is being revealed, that's his essence, where is that revelation going to take place? In Tachtenim, which means in this world, the lower worlds. The worlds that there's nothing lower than it. The, the, the ultimate of gvul, of limitation. And it should be a dwelling place. That means that there should be Hashem's unlimitedness should be expressed in the limitation of the world. How can that be? How can the limited dimensions of the world become a dwelling place to Hashem, who's the ultimate in, in unlimitedness, and still, re, and, still be, and still remain a tachtoinim, a world? So the explanation is, what the the concept of becoming a dwelling place for Hashem, how can that be? It's still a tachtoinim and becomes a dwelling place for Hashem, for Atmos. It's explained to the word Yisbarech, Bracha. What's the concept of Bracha? Zayin. Explanation is the difference between Bracha and Tefillah is. Bracha means, I want to bless you with this and this. Tefillah is, I want to pray that this and this should happen. 
Bracha is drawing down from what's already in the source. Tefillah is creating a new reality. And drawing down new light from Hashem. May it be, he rotsin, we daven, may it be the will of Hashem that this and this should happen. It means it's not there in Hashem's plan, in His pipeline. Drawing down a new thing. So that's only when we're talking about the bracha of a human, a person of flesh and blood. So why do we go, for example, to a tzaddik? But a tzaddik for a bracha because a tzaddik is on a high level connected to Hashem. And he sees, so to speak, in the pipeline of Hashem's plan, there is brachas, but they're not coming down. They're not flowing down. So he says, you should be blessed with this and this thing. Pulling down that energy that's there, drawing it down and directing it to you. So he's on top of it, pushing it, pulling it down, pushing it down. Tefillah is where we're reaching up to Hashem and drawing down something new that wasn't. That's when it comes to human blessings. We're talking about the brach of Hashem. Since Hashem is not connected with any limitations, He's higher than, uh, much higher, not even of any of the source of the, of the created being that's being blessed. So Hashem's bracha is also way higher. It doesn't need to be something in the source, already in the pipeline of the created being. Hashem's bracha is also like tefillah. It can create a new reality, higher than the shayrish and makkah, than the source of hanivra of the created being. In other words, the bracha of Hashem has both extremes. On the one hand, it reaches higher than the source of the created being that's being blessed, higher than ishtalshlos, and it brings it down. Because bracha is, bracha bracha is from the expression of bringing down. So it brings down from above, but it brings down below. From higher than ishtalshlos becomes drawn down to the nivra to the created being in ishtalshlos. And that's why, um, in other words, it has the aspect of tefillah that goes higher than the source, but it also has the aspect of bracha that brings it down here below. It's a connector. And that's the reason why the Alter Rebbe would add, and that would Rebbe Hashem would add, um, without use barich. In other words, the fact that tachtonim can become, the lower worlds can become a dwelling place for Hashem, for the essence of Hashem, it's explained through the fact that it's birchose, it's the blessing of Hashem. This is the izborech. The blessedness of Hashem brings down, drawing down from above, into Seydish Tashlus. Seydish Tashlus remains intact. At the same time, it's Hashem's atmos drawing down into the world. And that's the, that's the concept of bracha, it's drawing down. That's what the Rabbi Shabbos is highlighting. However, Ches, we have to still understand, since the joining of Gvul and Bligvul, of limitation and non-limitation, is only in the power of Hashem, which is higher than both. So why, how in, is that in any way connected with the Avedah, with the service of the created being? The Cha'ira, whatever we can do as created beings, is an Avedah with us, is limited. How do we have the power to draw down? How does a created being have the power to draw down something that's unlimited? So the explanation is, as we've said many times, Hashem's desire is... Again, this is also because Hashem wants it so. Hashem wants it that the revelations from above should not come in a way of nahamadichsufa, of bread of shame. Something that's unearned is shameful. It's, it's, you've got a free hand up. Hashem doesn't want the giluyim, even the highest revelations, to come in a way that it's unearned. And that's why Hashem makes it, designs it so that all the things that are drawn down from above, even those things that are way higher than the gather, than even the whole concept of the created beings, still in all, Hashem makes it in a way that it is connected with the Avedah of man. And that's why, even though that making a dwelling place for Hashem in the lower worlds, 
we just said it comes from above. It's like a gift that Hashem allows His essence to come down in the lower worlds and the lower worlds retain their status. But that doesn't just come without any preparation from below. It's a gift. A gift is not like a salary that you earn. But a gift does have a concept, the Gemara says, you don't give a gift, if not that why did the person choose to give you a gift? Because you did something nice to the person. So there's something that the recipient does to elicit the giver of the gift to give a gift. It's not earned. It's a gift. But still something was done to trigger the gift, so to speak. And therefore, the gift was given. In other words, so what does the created being do? The created being reaches the highest level it can reach. It's wholesome, it's most wholesome service of Hashem. And once the created being serves Hashem in the most wholesome and complete way, that makes it the recipient worthy to be a recipient of something that's elicited, that's not elicited or deserved from, from the giver, but that Hashem chooses to give the Tachtoinim. And that's also the explanation of Birchas Kehenim. What's Birchas Kehenim? He said Broch is so high. The Birchas Kehenim is when the Kehenim bench Hashem, bench the Yidin, the bench, the blessed Jewish people, being sent as messengers of Hashem. So that's a bracha that's higher than Ishtalshlus. I mean, so why do we need the Koyanim? If it's the if it's Hashem blessing, so just send the blessing without the intermediary of the Koyanim. Why do we need the Koyanim? <laughs> What's their role? You know, if it's the Koyan's blessing, uh, is that so powerful to be? No, we're saying oh, it's Hashem's blessing. I'm going to bless. If it's Hashem's blessing, why the Kayanim? Why get the Kayanim involved? Just directly bless. Now, the Indian is like we said before. The Kavana of Hashem is that even the Brachis and Amshachas, the drawing downs and the blessings that are higher than limitations and the Shtashlos, they should be elicited, should be drawn down through the Avedah of man, through Tachten. So, Hashem wants the Kayanim to be part of this drawing down of the Bracha. He's going to send the bracha of higher than whatever the Kayanim can elicit. But he's giving them the power. He wants them to, to be the ones to draw it down, to, to instruct it. Tess, according to this, we can understand that even though we have the bracha of Hashem, but through the bracha of Moshe, the bracha of Moshe is to bolster the Nivra and the creative beings to their absolute wholesomeness. A thousand, the number of fullness. And that therefore helps that Hashem's blessing comes in a complete way. Because Hashem's blessing, to get Hashem's blessing in Shlemos has to be in an earned way. It shouldn't be in a, in a, in a, a bread of shame. So even though it comes down as a gift because we can't earn it, but still in all, it comes in a wholesome way, which is that we've done whatever we can to the fullest of our ability, and then we get the gift of Hashem. And this is also going back to what we asked. If, it's, if Hashem's blessing, the addition is more than the Iker, so why is the addition not called the Iker? Why does, why does the addition not take the place of the main bracha? No, because tachtonim, the ikr is tachtonim. Tachtonim, since the lower worlds, tachtonim, are, are, are the ones that are drawing down the teisvah, the additional bracha of Hashem, through their avedah, their bracha is called ikr. They're the main reason that the additional unlimitedness of Hashem is being drawn down. So taka, what's being drawn down from Hashem is the unlimitedness. But what they're doing, Moshe Rabbeinu is blessing them that they have, should have their ikr, their fullness still remains the ikr because the purpose of Hashem's plan is to have, to have it happen down here. Yud. All of this is also from the Inyanim of the wondrous things we find in Rashi, 
which Rashi brings, the Teichen of the Sifri and the Smedish, which is Pshutai, the Pashtu Pshat of Pirish Rashi, according to Pshutai Shemekti, he brings this Smedish, that there's, there's a, the blessing of Moshe concurrently with the blessing of Hashem. In other words, there's a benefit of the Tachtainim together with the unlimitedness of Hashem. Let's see deeper in what Rashi is saying. Rashi says that the Bracha of Hashem here is which Avtacha? Hashem Yuchalish. That this is the, 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 what Hashem said. Um, that if just as nobody can count you, it's the Bracha Tavram of you. Yeah? And uh, through this, Rashi is therefore connecting it with the Pasuk Mimana. Um, because what does it say in what does it say in Balak? Give me one second. I didn't understand this when I was preparing it, but maybe now in the merit of Gimme I'll understand it. So Bilam said, who can count the children of Yaakov? They are considered like, um, like offer. Says Rashi. Um, Like the Targum. What does the Targum say on that Pasuk? Who can count the uh, children of Yaakov that it was said about them they will be Ka'afro da'ara. They will be like the like the um, like the earth. About where does it say they should be like the earth? It was promised to Avram. Right? So Rashi See what the Rebbe is saying here. Rashi, here in this parsha, Rashi says in Devarim. One second. Get the Rashi. Sorry. Here's the gift I got for giving a shear that I understand a little bit here now what the Rebbe is saying, which I didn't. So let, let's take, take a look, quick look at the Rashi. Rashi says. That Hashem should bless you, right? And the Rashi brought the Medrash, but there's a little bit of a difference from the way Rashi brings it and the way the Sifri brings it. Where does it say, um, where does it say, where did Hashem promise that they won't be numbered? So the Rebbe says in Sifri, apparently, it says, he brings another Pasuk that it says they won't have any number, maybe the Pasuk in Eshea. But Rashi says, Moshe, that the time was like this. Moshe, you're giving us a, a nice bracha a thousand times, but you're giving us a limit. Already Hashem promised Avraham. Rashi brings it back to Avraham. That if, just like nobody can count, if just like nobody can count the dust of the ground, similarly, can your children be counted? So Rashi says, that the Bnei Sultanid, we already have the bracha of Mimana. We already have the we have already have the bracha of Avram Avinu. By this, really, it's being connected to what Bilam said. Mimana can offer Yaakov. Can the dust of Yaakov be counted? 
as the Targum says, Rashi brings that like the Targum, that it's going back on, on the bracha we have from Avramovino, right? But that bracha says, says, uh, says, says, says Rashi, the Targum says, um, the Targum says, that the, the, the Pasuk earlier, the Targum is placing the context of this Pasuk. When will be the fulfillment that Bnei Sol will be? Ka'afar um, This people, Asidin diyachsun on Alma, they in the future, when Mashiach comes, they will inherit the land. And that's when it says, Mimana Afa Yankiv. So here Rashi is already connecting this Haftocha, right? This, this, this Rashi is already connecting with Mashiach. Bnei Yisrael said, we have a blessing that's supposed to be unlimited. That's really going to be fulfilled when Shimon Mashiach comes. Thank you very much.